1: Hello and welcome, Spiritual Trailblazers. I am so thrilled to have you here for Episode 150, Quieting the Overworked Mind and Expecting Miracles with Rosella Lefevre. So before we dive into that, as always, we're going to express a little bit of gratitude. So the last episode, I was mentioning that I have a board, a gratitude board on Pinterest But what I would like for you to do today is to create your own Pinterest board of gratitude. And if you already have one, dive deeper. Make one for self-love, self-care, travel. Just really get into using Pinterest as your way of visualizing gratitude and visualizing yourself doing things, having those experiences, because I know that worked very well for me. As much as I love to create vision boards, I can't, bring it with me.
0: So let
1: this be your go vision board of gratitude, self-love, self-care, and everything in between. All right. So what I would be grateful for is if you can rate and review this show on iTunes. And the main reason for that is because I want to connect with more amazing people like yourself. Just like I learn from you and you learn from me, it's like the world is just going round and round and round, even better, right? But we're just spreading love and empathy and all that jazz, all right? So that's what I love to do to first and foremost connect with people and let everything else fall into place. So, rate and review. I thank you so much ahead of time. Now, if there's something you hear on this episode and you want to make your voice known, you want to say, hey, Tia, you said this, can you elaborate more on that or can that be a whole uh, separate episode or the guest said this and I didn't get her information, can you resend the link or something like that? You can send me an email by going to podcast at com, or my Instagram every Wednesday Boom, a post goes up letting you know, new episode alert. In the comment section, you can write whatever you like. And that is at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Now, every month I have freebies for you guys. So you want to get in on workbooks and printables and videos, go to tiamariejohnson.com for freebies. And last but not least, this week's blog post is all about my journey to skin laundry. Yes, I have been suffering from acne for a very long time and acne turned into facial scars and so skin laundry has been my savior of sorts. So make sure you check that out and learn why getting a face laser treatment has been very beneficial for me as an adult. Okay, finally I've seen all the acne issues so, our guest today, Rosella Lafever. She is a success, success coach and speaker. She helps women entrepreneurs to drown out the self-hating voice in their heads and make space for consistent miracles in their lives and business. Rosella has authored a book available on Amazon called Dare to Share: Letting What's Inside Out to Attract and Convert Your Soulmate Clients. Woohoo! Rosella has been seen on Salon.com, Huffington Post, com, and Omaha Sun-Times. She lives in Philadelphia, fellow Philadelphian, with her longtime love, Chris. And I will post her links in a description for this episode, so make sure you connect with her, those platforms. Rosella, thank you so much for joining today.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Yes, yeah, so... I I had to say, you know, it's it's very special when personal development coaches come on because the process is so multi-layered. And I know a lot of uh things can be multi-layered such as losing weight, getting a formal education, but when it comes to personal development, just when you think you got it all together, there's another layer. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the first question I want to ask you is, and just to start off with something quick and simple, what are some ways we can calm the mind?
0: Sure. Fantastic question. My first answer is always going to be journaling. Mm. For me, that is the key. Um, I start every day with journaling. I feel like I'm a total hot mess and very irritable if I don't journal. (laughs) Um so that and meditation is fantastic. I have to admit I'm not super consistent with it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh and there are so many other tools, but those are the two that I would recommend someone start with.
1: I I really find that amazing because I know that, and I haven't been into, I will admit, I have not been into jour- journaling in the morning. It's more sporadic, and the most I have done is to write my dreams down, but I'm really leaning towards doing this, So I'm going to take this as a sign. <laughs> <laughs> because what I have found is when I do write, and, and it's funny because I love to write, I feel a sense of relief. Even when I write about my travels, or like I said, just my dreams, I just feel like I can have something to reflect upon later, and when I do that, I get amazed, and I think to myself, wow, I wrote that? Do you experience that with your journaling? Oh,
0: totally, yeah. I mean, I have a full bookshelf full of journals, so that should tell you something about how much I value <laughs> my journaling. Um, and, yeah, it's amazing to, like, go back and re- reflect on entries. And some, um, I mean, my very earliest I can go back and I'm like okay I definitely see how far I've grown and then other entries like more sort of toward the middle of my journaling journey if you consider right now the the end for now Um, those some of those are like wow like that's profound or like oh holy crap I actually made that happen
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes nice and I, I had to ask this question too because I know a lot of listeners are uh women who some of them have kids who have left left a nest but some of them don't do you hide your journals (laughs) (laughs) so
0: that's that is a question that i i love to talk like i love to give the answer to in my view and um so i fully understand why someone would feel like they have to hide their journals Uh, but I don't, like, I don't feel like I have to hide mine. I know, um, I mean, in my house, the only person who would read my journal is my boyfriend, but he, we've talked before about, like, privacy, and he's very much like, I respect your privacy, like, I'm never gonna, um, you know, never gonna read your journal or whatever, so I just trust that he's not going to, for one, and number two, my other thought is, like, if he did happen to read my journal and there was something that I said in there about him specifically, it's like, then he has a right to know and (laughs) I should have been honest with him about that thought. Like once, once I got clear on whatever the thought was about him, I should express myself to him. So if you feel like you're hiding something from a person in in particular, I think that there's a conversation that gets to be had. Mm. Um, But if you're, you're just, like, a little nervous about your dreams, then I think it's a great exercise to sort of challenge yourself and, like, let your journal be out in, in the open where someone could possibly read it, you
1: know? Mm, I like that. I like that because if it's out and people start reading it, then you get to have more of a conversation about that. It's mm, good. So going a little deeper into this, and I know we talked a little bit about uh, – the word busy, and I also thought about stress, and of course, part of the title overwork. So, just digging deeper, how, how do you help people with the "I'm busy," "I'm overworked," all these these mind conversations that we have?
0: Sure. So, the first step that I suggest someone take is, um, and this comes from just my own. Uh, accidental sort of practice of this of hearing, like I would hear someone say in my presence, oh my god, I'm overwhelmed I'm overwhelmed, and they would, like there was one I remember one time someone said that about himself like 12 times in 20 minutes or something, like it was ridiculous like how much he said it and I was like, it it just dawned on me I was like, if he would stop saying I'm overwhelmed, and if he would just like take three deep breaths he could center himself and, you know, take one action step or whatever. Like he could be, he would be out of that state. And so I always recommend that someone like you could ask a friend, maybe if there's a specific word you use that much, um, or, or maybe you just know already, you know, that you say like all the time, oh my God, I'm so busy or, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Whatever that word is, try to cut it out of your vocabulary. Um, because that's, you know, as as you know, and as, as I'm sure you've talked about and have had guests talk about, when we are affirming something like that, we're just creating more of that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, please, please stop <laughs> yeah. calling yourself busy. Please stop calling yourself overwhelmed. But that said, it doesn't, that doesn't totally end the experience of you feeling busy or feeling overwhelmed, right? So then then the process would look like Um, well, for me, when I'm working with someone and coaching, we will have conversations and I let them explain how their mind works or like what they're, they're feeling overwhelmed about. And then we sort it out and we bring it back to this, like very practical. Okay. What's one step you can take? Because I'm such a big believer that one action step is all you need to take. Um, You know, you just take like one action right now and you can feel better about yourself and you're on the right path and the next step can reveal itself to you. So I feel like there's more that needs to come out (laughs) of me about this. No, that's... (laughs) Go
1: ahead. No, I I was going to say that's... That's like a a blueprint that that you have there. So it's it's just like, okay, what's one actionable step you can do right now? And I think sometimes we forget about that because we know there's 10, 20, 30 steps we need to do. And it's, okay, the thought process goes, okay, well, well, what's the step I should take right now? What's step number one? And you swoop in and you say, wait a minute, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) One. This is the the actionable step you will take right now. And then they will come back to you and figure out two, three, and four based on whatever it is they want to do.
0: Yeah. And I mean, sometimes that one step could be you writing a list of all the things that are on your mind. So, you know, again, journaling and just letting it all flow out and then ask yourself, what is the thing I want to do right now? What feels, what's an easy step I could take or what would I feel really super accomplished having done? And, like, just do that one, because if you amplify those feelings, boom, baby, you've got momentum.
1: hmm hmm Yeah, and, and I think that's what happens when when our, our mind just gets cluttered. You know, it's just we need someone with that objective view to just iron out a little bit. You know, just help us out. I know I used to. All over the place. And it's funny because I, I have seen so many memes about this. And I want to know who makes these memes because they're always on point. It's almost eerie. How <laughs> point start. But it was uh, my mind is like a computer with three hundred and fifty-two tabs open. And I'm thinking, wow, it's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, what tab do I close? What tab do I minimize? So yeah, I think that's very helpful to to help us untangle a lot of the issues that we have in our minds so that way we can attract and, and see these miracles, which leads me to my next question is, and, and I'm pretty sure you heard this saying too, that miracles come in all shapes and sizes. But for the visual learners out there like me, uh, based on how you have helped people in the past, what are some of those everyday miracles you have noticed that people tend to overlook because they're looking for that, that big ticket miracle?
0: Sure. Uh, so actually, the, the way that our interview today came about was like a total miracle to me. Um, I, I realized <laughs> it was so funny because you messaged me um, and, you know, gave me the form to fill out to be on the podcast. And that was after you had responded to something that I, I think I posted on Facebook, but I like temporarily forgot that you had responded to that. So all I saw was that I had messaged you in December of 2016 when we were both in Freedom Hackers Uh and like Uh wanting to be on your podcast and then you responded and I was like, holy crap, like, (laughs) (laughs) like Rosella in December
1: 2016 is still working. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) So um, that's a really great example of like a little miracle uh, or seemingly little miracle that, you know, I was able to recognize because I have this mindset of looking for miracles in my life and um, other things like I have a client this, uh, this Monday, she went to a networking group and she's been doing the website for the guy who's running the networking group. And she stood up and, uh had like 30 seconds to present her business and we've been working together and she's um chosen a new direction for her business it's refocused in an awesome way but she like even a week before that she had been like oh my god I have no idea how I'm going to explain this to anybody um you know like she was so in her head about it and I kept saying like when you're in front of the people like the right words are going to come to you and it sunk in because she she called me that day after she was done and she was like oh my god like i she's like i was up there in front of them and i spoke and it was eloquent and like it made so much sense and people got it and she like left the room with two or three people wanting to work with her um so you know that's like another miracle and 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 on the phone she was saying to me that uh for the meeting she wasn't as prepared as she normally would like to be for a meeting. But on her whole ride there, she kept reminding herself it was okay, which is a major component of the Mm -hmm. work that I do with someone. And so she says to me, she's like, I let it be okay. And I was like, I had to stop her and go, like, did you just hear yourself? (laughs) Like, that is a miracle that you let it be okay.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: So, yeah, miracles like that are the kind of thing that, you know, I, I support clients in recognizing, really. And the truth is, it's probably been happening all along for you. You just weren't in the mindset to really see them that way. So, mm-hmm. it's such gratifying work to, to watch someone come to those realizations.
1: Yeah, that, that is truly amazing, and it's funny because it's just like, yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna let it be, and at least I know for me, sometimes when I'm not as prepared, when I think I should be more prepared, that's when I'm really am the best, and it's funny because we I, I know a lot of people are hard on themselves because they want to make sure, as your friend wanted to make sure that she hit all her points, that she was able to be in the right mindset, and so it's great when she had that that moment of, I'm just going to let it be. I wish more people had that moment.
0: Yes, that's like, oh gosh, it's music to my ears. And I am so excited to, to do this work for that reason, because like we said in the title of this, you know, the overworked mind, you're often overworked because you're trying so hard to make so many things happen, which is mm. amazing. And I so relate because I've always been an ambitious person, but when you can pause and just sort of trust that like whatever needs to either happen for you will happen for you or whatever needs to come out of you will come out of you. I mean, I, I had a brief moment before we jumped on today where I was like, Oh man, like I really want this to be the best in- interview that he has ever done. Like how can I prepare? And then I was like, Rosella you know better than that you don't need to prepare you show up and you speak from the heart like mm-hmm. that and that will be exactly what needs to come out of you. Um, and so that belief I've been able to you know integrate so deeply into myself not of course it's still there are still moments where I get to remind myself of it but it's so deeply ingrained in me at this point that I get to pass it on to a client and it's just beautiful to watch.
1: Yes, it's like a domino effect. You remind yourself of something, you pass that to your client, they remind themselves of that or something else, they pass that along or refer back to you. And, yeah, I I love that. I love that. Yeah. So I have to ask you, how did you get started with this? Because we talked about uh, quick ways to help the mind and deeper ways to help the mind and all that jazz. But how did you get started on this process?
0: Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, I feel I'm I'm trying to think of like a straightforward answer, but the truth is it was such a winding road. And um, like I graduated from journalism school in May, 2013. I was freelancing at that point, but it wasn't quite enough for me to like make a living off of it. So I took a job at a PR agency and then, and it was while I was working there, I, um, Oh, yeah, I mentioned her. So I ended up somehow finding Stacia Pierce on social media, and she's a success coach herself. And so um, I somehow found her, and I was, like, devouring her blog (laughs) posts while I was working at this PR agency. And and she talks a lot about journaling and reading for success and um, how success leaves clues. And so I just started that started me down this path and then I was open to all these resources that came my way um you know I've worked with coaches so I and healers um I've like had Akashic Records readings done I've listened to about a bajillion (laughs) Abraham Hicks videos and I just sort of fell into this self-development work and then I'd say over Well, actually December 2016, when I had initially messaged you, that was sort of a turning point for me because I had been trying so hard to make my business work. And I was at that point, I was a marketing consultant. I was serving any client with any marketing need whatsoever, which was really just a recipe for burnout. Mm -hmm. And, and in December 2016, I got an eviction notice at my door and it was just this sort of like everything felt like it was crashing down moment. And yet I I knew someone who was family owns the building I live in. So I went to him and I was like, please, I, like, I'll do anything. How can you, like, can you please help me? Um, and so I learned a powerful lesson at that point about surrender and about Like taking really just in that case, taking the one action that I knew to take um, and that I thought could help. And it was a beautiful, I mean, painful, of course, while I was in the Mm -hmm. moment, but Mm -hmm. now so beautiful of an experience. Um, And since then it's been this like sort of fast track of, of experiences that brought me to realizing that, um, Well, sort of accidentally practicing this self-compassion, these self-compassion practices that I now share with clients. Um, And like at some point realizing, and actually only realizing just recently in the last month or two, that the real focus of my work should be the self-compassion piece. Because there are so many people who go through life and like no matter what walk of life you're in, if you're being really hard on yourself, you're just making it harder, you know? Like, if you can learn to say to yourself, it's okay. If you can learn to say, I'm okay. If you can learn to, um, you know, let whatever emotions you're feeling be okay, right? It's not a, like, at some point, I thought self-development work was about never feeling pain or frustration or any of those things ever again. But then I had to realize, like, no, that is the work, like, of, of actually feeling those things and letting that be okay. Um, and once you let that be okay, it shifts way faster than if you were trying to get out of it. So mm-hmm. um, I, I would just, I mean, I've had a lot of fantastic teachers and support, but life has been the greatest teacher.
1: Yes. Yes, or as I like to say, life likes to give a roundhouse kick. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: You know, it's just
1: its really crazy, but, yeah, kudos to you for still, persevering because it's it's not easy i mean and and like you said surrender that is a powerful word of and in itself because we have to understand what that surrender is for us and what it looks like and just as you were saying this journey is not about you know rose colored sky which i wish that was the case because that'd be beautiful too you know like we're still working with and acknowledging the unfortunate parts and not just trying to go on without acknowledging it. And I think that's the scary part about this when we are decluttering our, our overworked mind and stuff like that is we are peeling back the layers and we're really looking at the, the true blue issue going on here or what we need to do. And like you were saying, I had to ask for help, surrender, you know, whatever it is, I'm willing to do it. That's a rough thing for people to say
0: yeah yeah I mean because in that situation for me it meant I ended up um, working at the leasing office to work off what I owed them and um, I actually still right now I still do that I do a few days a a month um, just because it helps and I don't know Um, (laughs) so I do it but like it was it was this moment of like feeling like a, a so grateful that that was an option, but also like such a failure that my business was at the point where or not at the point where I didn't need that you know mhm, mhm, oh my god that was that was such an ego death um like full on,
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, but you know the bounce back is always the best thing, yeah, and so. What's a question you would love more people to ask you about personal growth, you know, your practice, and and really just looking for those miracles?
0: Oh, wow. I've never been asked that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question they could ask me, or which I wish they would
1: asked me. Uh, um,
0: Okay, so fairly recently, someone had asked in a Facebook group about um, why she was sharing that she had found a house that she really loved, but it was more money than she than they were like approved to get a mortgage for, and her family couldn't understand that she wanted this more expensive house, and she was asking something about like, why, do, why does my mindset have to be so different from my parents? And how can I make this happen faster or something like that? Um, and I remember responding, so I guess that's technically two questions, but they're both great questions. Um, and I, I feel like if more people would ask like, how can I make this happen? Then I could explain to them It's not, it's not about making it happen. It's not that you get to force things to happen or control the timetable. Uh, It's, it's really about, oh, here's how I answered her. So I ended up saying to her, like, if you want to be in the place of receiving miracles, then you get to be the person who makes miracles happen. Because as a force of miracles says, like human beings and people are the source of miracles. So if you can go and be a miracle to other people, then your miracles will come to you even faster. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful concept to surrender to. Um, So if more people would ask me and I would get to say that more often, that'd be fun.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Just being in that, that vortex. And yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting because it is a little painful when you have one mindset that works for you, but everyone in your immediate environment is saying, why do you have that mindset? But it feels right for you, and you're not harming anyone in the process. So, yeah, how cool would that be if more people were to ask that question? So cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the conversations would be uh, more in-depth and in, in, in a good way. I, a lot of the layers have already been peeled, and we can already just get to the, the source instead of having to find the source of the issue. Awesome. So, Rosella, any final thoughts? Um,
0: there was something that was coming up for me as you were saying that last bit about about taking radical responsibility. So the another question that I kind of wish people would ask me is, what would it look like if I were to take you know, more full responsibility for everything in my life. Um, And that's not to say that, of course, bad things don't happen to you or that, you know, there aren't things that are out of your control happening to you, but the only thing you can ever control is yourself and your thoughts. So um, I guess for the overworked mind, that's going to feel like a very stressful thought at first that you control your thoughts, but if you play with the idea, just like let it be a fun thing, play with that idea, let it roll around in your head, like think to yourself, well, what was that said, I can control my thoughts. What would that look like, right? And you just sort of start to, again, play with it <laughs> and let it rest in your mind. You might find that you start to uh, feel greater control over your thoughts and that it, it feels easier for you to shift them. Uh, I, th- I would say, look for the thoughts that are accompanied by that like gut-wrenching feeling or any other like tightness in your body, and make note of those thoughts, and then like maybe scribble them out or it- just even rewrite them and use the rewritten thoughts as affirmations. Those are all really powerful ways that you can heal your
1: overworked mind. That's amazing because <laughs> <laughs> i had saw a post on i'm laughing because i had to check my thoughts cuz i got emotionally charged and, and it was, i it was a post on facebook or a, not a post it was a response to a post on facebook and a lady had made this Blanket statement. It was just pure nonsense. And I was going to write a whole dissertation on why. Yeah, <laughs> no business making a blank, blanket, blanket statement the way she did. And I thought, you know what? It's not worth it because she's either a troll or someone who's not looking to have a conversation to get educated about what she just said. And so I backed off. I didn't go all in. I just wrote a couple of sentences and and I let it go. I let it be, right? So yeah, that's it was relieving after afterwards because in that moment I was just so charged because I really don't like when people make a, a generalized statement to uh, to to just explain their their nonsense or to try justify. <laughs> their nonsense uh way of thinking so yeah just to <laughs> be able to check it and it's it took a while like i'm 32 i'll be 33 this year so <laughs> this is not something that happens i would say overnight a couple of weeks it took a lot oh, yeah I felt, better. I felt better for not <laughs> going all in yeah i mean
0: this this work that we've been talking about is such about pra- it's still about practice it's it's not that, um, which is hard because I'm a recovering perfectionist. Like I mm-hmm. used to be like, like my boyfriend plays video games, but I still wanted to be the cool chick who could play the video games and be all hot for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I like, up, you know. up, over A, B, X. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. But I was so, I, I was so,
0: um, when we started dating like over eight years ago and I was trying to play the game, I was such a perfectionist that if I wasn't great at it right away, I I couldn't do it. So I didn't stick with playing the video games. And that's like, that's the opposite of what you want to do with this work. Like as annoying as it can be at first, you want to keep doing it until it works.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll be able to see checkpoints. And again, I feel like this is something I'm going to have to explain to my future children, because when I used to play video games, if you didn't make the checkpoint or save the game, you were out of luck if Mom accidentally vacuum cleaned over the cord and knocked out the whole game system. <laughs> so, so it's just like with this, you know, this this personal growth development process, you will hit these checkpoints and you will see that, yeah, you know, I didn't have to respond to that person, but also I'm secure with myself to know that I don't care they think that I am being weak by not responding or I am. Uh, terrified or whatever the case may be, those things won't even matter anymore because it used to matter to me. I wanted to make sure that that person knew that, you know, I wasn't a punk. Like, okay, look, I'm not afraid to speak up to you. But now I'm just like, not even worth it. Let them think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's it really is a relief. So I really want people to know that, yeah, it's just as Rosella was saying, it is a process. It is hard. But – It is it is a a nice feeling when you have accomplished one part and then you get to move on to the next. Yeah. Absolutely. So Rosella, thank you so much for coming on this show. I've learned so much and I am prompt to get a journal and I wanna design it in some way and 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 really work on that and and yeah so i will keep you up to date with that i will go on a hunt for a a, a nice book a nice not a a a spiral bound but i want to get like something that looks a little bit antique-ish a little older so thank you for that and again you have been pretty awesome so (laughs) with that being said many blessings to you many blessings to the listeners I will talk to you guys soon. And don't forget, be kind to yourself. Right.
0: Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.